God is good. How many knows God is good when you're not? God's faithful when you're not. Amen. I'm so happy that I know a God that loves me. And He loves me just the way I am. But He loves me too much to leave me that way. He's not going to leave you the way He found you. He always leaves you better. Don't you want that kind of friend? That when they leave your presence, you feel better? You know, there's all those, the way those people that when you, when you leave them, uh, you feel worse. But I want to be the kind of friend that when people leave my presence, they feel better. They're encouraged. They're blessed. And so we want to declare to you today, who is going to take me to Jesus? Everybody, we've all had those times that we've needed to get to Jesus and couldn't. We've had those times where we we were the ones that took people to Jesus. And then there's times that we need people to take us to Jesus. But the question is, who is going to take me to Jesus? If you are turning your Bibles this morning to the book of St. Mark, chapter number 2. We're going to begin reading here uh, in, in just a moment. And uh, we just trust and pray that the Lord would minister grace to you today. Come on, open your heart, open your eyes, open the, your, the, your, your, your spiritual eyes and say, Lord, let me hear, let me see what you have for me today. Don't miss this opportunity to encounter Jesus. You know, isn't it amazing? In our society, in our culture We get so used to anticipating the next move that we miss where we're at. If I could give any advice to young parents, I would say enjoy every stage. It seems like as parents, we're always hurrying our children up. I can't wait uh, until they're sleeping all night. I can't wait uh, until they're eating on their own. I can't wait till they're out of diapers. I can't wait till they're crawling. I can't wait till they're walking. And we push them so fast. And we realize those stages come and go so quickly. And if you're not careful, you miss all the little fun. The little blessings. The little things that you'll never get to experience again. So you know what? Just relax. Enjoy each stage of their life. Because I promise you, before you turn around, they're saying goodbye. And uh, it's a blessing then to watch them go out into life and, and, and fulfill their destiny and their calling. But you look back on it, and, and I'm thinking all the time, I've told my son before, I wish I'd have sat down on the floor. He had a big rug with roads and stuff on it. I wish I'd have sat down there more and played with cars and trucks and still spend less time telling him to put his toys up. I wish I'd have spent more time Taking my daddy fishing. He would ask me sometimes, son, can we go fishing? And I'd be like, man, dad, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, we can. So I'm so busy. I wish I'd have just not done that. And took time with them. Because when they're gone, they're gone. And so we want to enjoy every stage. But you know what? There's some stages we don't want to get stuck in. Amen? I mean, isn't it, isn't it adorable? 
When your children, when they're, they're, they're first little, and you know, the, the first time they don't get their way, and, and then they throw themselves back and they kick and scream, and you're like, oh, that's so cute. But when they're 13 and they do that, it's not so cute. So we learn with, that when they first do that, we, we've got to correct them, we've got to discipline them, we've got to teach them that, that, and we've got to grow up. There's some people spiritually that have never grown up and they get stuck in a place and they can't get out. Then there's people that get stuck in situations because of life. How many lives life? How many has a perfect life? How many has all the money you need? Anybody perfectly healthy, you have no aches or pains. Anybody have the perfect husband? Man, I thought my wife would raise her. Hey, I see you raising her hand. Does anyone have the perfect wife? Listen, men, if you don't have your hand up, put it up. <laughs> if you haven't learned anything in marriage yet, that's the time to throw your hand up and get your brownie points right there. <laughs> Fred has got both hands up. That's because he hadn't been married very long. But <laughs> still on their honeymoon. Listen, there, 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 there's times, listen, there is no such thing as a perfect life. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. Cheer up. Come on, smile today. I don't know where you're at, how bad you are, how sick you are, how desperate you are, how broke you are. Listen, somebody shout with me, who is going to take me to Jesus? All of us at some time in our life need someone to get us to Jesus. Sometimes it's your children. You need to take them to Jesus. Sometimes you've got to take your spouse to Jesus. Sometimes you want to take your boss to Jesus. Come on. Sometimes you need somebody to take you to Jesus. Because you just can't get there on your own. The problem you're having is bigger than your ability to overcome it. Me and Brother Dale were talking this morning uh, about the difference in stupid and ignorant. See, ignorance can be fixed. Ignorance is just a lack of knowledge. And you can learn. But stupid is just stupid. You've heard the old saying, life is hard. But it's harder when you're stupid. Come on, I don't want to be stupid today. It's okay to be ignorant. It's okay to need learning. It's okay to need an understanding. It's okay to need education and to pursue knowledge and to learn. I do not know everything. That's why I married Miss Amy. I don't need Google. I have a wife. <laughs> Who's going to take me to Jesus? <laughs> Somebody might have to take me to Jesus before this is over. 
But sometimes we get ourselves, we're in situations, and we don't know how to fix it. But God sends somebody along our path. Don't you want a friend? Come on, we're going to talk about it. Look in Mark chapter 2. Let's read a few verses here, uh, down through verse number 12. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Somebody say, he's in the house. Well, that's what we have been praying this entire month of September, praying and believing for Jesus to show up in the house. Because when Jesus is in the house, everything else has got to go. Sin has to go. Sickness has to go. Disease has to go. Poverty has to go. Depression has to go. Trouble has to go when Jesus is in the house. Immediately, many gathered together. People's always talk about how, how to how to grow a church, how to have church growth. Let me tell you, the best way to grow a church is to get Jesus in the house. You get some signs, wonders, and miracles start happening. It's going to spread abroad. People want to go where Jesus is, a living Savior. Hey, man, nobody wants to show up for a dead Jesus, huh? And nobody wants to show up to a church service. It's like a funeral every week. Come on, we may want to come where there's a living, risen Savior. Amen. That is doing miracles in the house. Many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them. Not even near the door. Oh, come on, church. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Jesus, fill the Lord's house until every seat is filled. The foyer's filled. The parking lot's filled. The overflow rooms are filled. And people can't even get in the door because they've heard what Jesus is doing in the house. And He preached the Word to them. People tries all kind of things to, to get people to come. I'm telling you, the Word of God, the good news of the gospel. What's the good news? The good news is if you're a sinner, He'll save you. If you're on your way to hell, He'll turn you around and make heaven your destiny. If you're sick, He'll heal you. If you're lost, He'll find you. If you're broke, He'll bless you. If you're discouraged, He'll give you joy. Come on, that's good news. That's the gospel. He preached the word to them. And they came to him bringing a paralytic man, a paralyzed man, carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So that when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic man was lying. When Jesus saw their faith. He said to the paralytic man, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sin except God? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier? To say your sins are forgiven? Or to say rise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know. 
that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic man, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose and took up his bed and went out into the presence of them all. So they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. I want to just talk to you for a few more minutes about who is going to take me to Jesus. When the house is full, when the people are packed in, when it doesn't look like I have a way, when I don't have the transportation, when I don't have the ability, when I don't have the strength, when I don't have the finances, when I don't know how to get to Jesus, who is going to take me to Jesus? Because all of us at some time in our life have been paralyzed by situations paralyzed by circumstances not being able to move not being able to go forward not being able to get up out of the position that we're in and only a miracle will get us from where we're at today to where God wants us to be but God uses people So many times we're looking for God to do some extraordinary, supernatural coming down. I mean, oh, and God uses people. Sometimes it amazes me who God uses. Sometimes God will use the least. So many times we're looking for the best. We're looking for the biggest, the most notoriety, the famous. And God will use the obscure, the long, the little. He'll use children. He'll use a song on a radio. He'll use just a daily devotional. He'll use somebody that we never expected, amen, to take us from where we're at into the presence of God. And it'll change our life. Here this man is paralyzed. We don't know how long. We don't know if he was born that way. We don't know if he had an accident. We don't know if he got sick and this is a result. But I do know that in those times that they thought and people believed that if you had that situation, it was because of something you did. It was a sin of your parents. So many times another layman, Jesus, the disciple said, who sinned? Him or his parents? God said, neither one. It's just for the glory of the Lord to be revealed. So many times, see, we like to find the answer. We like to know the reason. Well, why are they in such a bad shape? What did they do? So many times, they didn't do anything. In life, sometimes we just get in a bad situation and it's nothing that we did on our own. Now, there's other times it's we do make stupid decisions. And... As a result of our decisions, there's consequences. And then we want to cry and bellyache and blame everybody else. But it's our bad decision that got us there. But I'm so thankful that God is so good that even when I got myself in the situation, God will still get me out. God doesn't look down and say, well, I wonder whose fault it is. No, He died for all sin, for all people. And He'll cover it, amen, whether it's your fault or not. God is good. He loves you 
And He wants to restore you. Here this man is laying in this situation a day in, day out, unable to provide for his family, unable to take care of his wife and his kids, unable to get up and go to work, unable able to be productive in society, no doubt, just begging. But he had some friends. Whew. Don't you wish you had some friends? You ever felt like you don't have any friends? We've all been there, haven't we? What kind of friend are we? What kind of friend am I? If you want friends, you got to show yourself friendly, don't you? Who said that? Dale Carnegie, I think. Not sure. Listen. So many times we're laid out in life and things look hopeless and things look helpless and we don't know how. We might have heard there's a revival in town. Amen. This man may have heard that Jesus was coming, but he, he couldn't get to Jesus. He, he, he didn't have Medicab to call. He didn't have, he, he, he wasn't able to, to, to get any kind of uh, uh, assistance. He, listen, it, no, no, nobody was bringing the Medi donkey. Here he is in this situation. Maybe he heard what Jesus had done. Maybe he heard of the miracles. Maybe he heard about the lame man at the gate being healed. Maybe he heard about all the miracles. Amen. But you know what? Just like you and I. Amen. That man said, that's good enough for them. But that never happened for me. Isn't it amazing how when people get blessed, we look at them and we go, well, yeah, yeah, I can see that. They deserve that. But you know what? I just, I, that, that'll never happen to me. Nobody will ever do anything for me. I'm, I'm not worthy of that. And the devil's so good at, at telling you and pointing out your faults and your past and telling you you don't deserve it. But I'm here to tell you today, as Brother Philip Baker has told us so many times, it's not about deserve. It's about favor. Amen. I don't deserve anything. But when I didn't deserve it, Jesus came and He died and He rose again. And now, amen, He is there for me. I don't deserve it. But His grace freely gives it. Here this man is... Can you imagine? I don't know what day it was. I don't know what time it was. But the house is being filled. People people heard Jesus is coming. And and it spreads all over. And no, no doubt. I'm sure. That this man was laying on his bed. And his phone beeped. And Twitter went off. And Facebook dinged. And he got an email. And everybody said, Jesus is in the house. Hurry, get here. And he was like, I can't. I'm sure he sent back sad face. In bed. Lame, paralyzed, hashtag, who's going to get me to Jesus? And here he is. Oh, Lord, it's Sunday morning. 
I'd love to go to church. I'd love to get to Jesus. I heard there's miracles down there at the Lord's house. I heard Jesus is in the house. I heard Jesus is saving. I heard he's preaching good messages. I hear he's talking about grace and mercy and eternal life. And oh Lord, you know I need all of that. I'm a wretched sinner. I don't deserve anything. Oh, but I wish I could just see him. I I wish I could just hear one message. I I I don't know if anything would happen or not. I can't move. I'm paralyzed. I've been this way a long time. I guess I probably deserve it. All the bad stuff I've done in my life. Oh, that's some good preaching I'm hearing. I wish I could see what it looked like. (laughs) I know I don't deserve it, but... Who's going to take me to Jesus? I wish I had some friends... That would take me to Jesus. But I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody that really cares about me. I don't have anybody that really cares what kind of condition I'm in. Nobody hadn't called me or texted me or emailed me or visited me. Nobody's ringing my doorbell. Except for help for themselves. Man, if I just had some friends that could take me to Jesus. Who's going to take me to Jesus? I just wish I had some friends. Many hands make a light load. I, I, I wish I had some People that, I wish I had, I, 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 what's that I hear? I, what, what, what am I feeling? Uh, what's, what's going on? Uh, where, 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 where are we going? What are we doing? Take, take where, where's Jesus? Oh, where are, we, where are we going? Just put me down. Why are y'all dropping me? Why are you tearing the roof off the house? What's going on? Woo! I didn't think my friends were ever going to show up. You ever been there? Can you imagine all of a sudden, that man's friends up and he said, where are we going? Are we going fishing? No. Oh, where, where are we going? We're, 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 we're taking you somewhere you've never been before. We're, we're, we're taking you somewhere to somebody that can help you. Oh, we're, we're going to the psychologist. No, we're not going to the psychologist. We're, we're going to the doctor. No, we're not going to the doctor. We're going to the great physician. Can you imagine they got there? And to their disappointment, there was no room. What if? What if they got that close to a miracle and turned around and went back home. What if, what if they got that close and then said, well, there's no room. Let's just 
take him to McDonald's. Let's just take him to Dairy Queen and get him a blizzard. That'll help him. Is that what he needed? No, this man needed to get to Jesus. And they did not let anything stop them. No obstacles. No full house. There's no room. There's no parking space. It's too cold. It's too hot. The chairs are too soft. They're too hard. The music's too loud. It's too soft. We got a lot of excuses why we don't come to Jesus, don't we? What if they'd have used some of those? That man would have died in the same position. Thank God for good friends. See, I'm sure it was one of them. One of them, probably one of them said, hey, I don't know what we're going to do, guys. It's full. Let's go home. And there was one crazy guy in the crowd. They said, hey, I got an idea. Let's, let's pick his stretcher up and put it on the roof. And then let's tear a hole in the roof. And I'm sure there was uh, an analytical guy there that said, well, but who's going to pay for the roof? Huh? Yeah. Some, some, <laughs> my brother's pointing at himself. <laughs> Oh, okay, now, now it's one thing if that man gets healed, but if he gets healed, is he going to get a job and pay us back so we can pay for the roof? You know, that's how church board meetings go. Now, thank God for somebody that's got enough faith that says, you know what, we'll take care of that later. This man needs to get to Jesus now. And his friend showed up. And I bet on the way, he's probably like, where are we going? Just put me down. Oh, we're going to see Jesus. Oh, no, no, I tried that church stuff before. I'm glad somebody said, uh, uh, friend, we're, we're not taking you to church. We're not taking you to religion. We're not taking you to doctrine. We're taking you to Jesus. We're taking you to a relationship. We're taking you to somebody that loves you. They tore that roof off and they began to let it down. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how full the house is. When you see a stretcher letting down out of the roof, you're going to make room for the stretcher. And they let the man straight down in front of Jesus. And I, I, I wish you could just, just, just see the view. Here this man is paralyzed. They let him down. And all of a sudden he looks up and there's Jesus. There's my answer. There's my hope. But I, I don't know if he'll do it for me. I, I don't know if I'm worthy. Is he going to embarrass me in front of all these people? Everybody hears. They, they know me. They've seen me. They, they, they know my life. They know what I've done. They, I deserve to be here. I, I'm a sinner. And he looks up. In the eyes of mercy and compassion. And Jesus looks down at him and says, 
Why'd y'all tear up my roof? See, that, that, that's what some of us are so afraid of. We're afraid I'm going to go to Jesus and he's going to tell me off. I'm going to go to Jesus and he's going to embarrass me and tell everybody what I've been doing. I'm afraid I'm going to go to Jesus and he's not going to accept me. The Bible says, if any man come, he will in no wise cast him out. And this man laid from his position of, of, of paralyzation, of, of bound by sin, of, of on his way to hell, looking up at a Savior of, of, of a, one of mercy. And Jesus looked down. His friends brought him so that he could walk. His friends brought him so that he could get up. But Jesus knew what he really needed. See, you think you're just bringing your friend to church because they need a blessing. So that they can see a crazy preacher. They can hear some good music. Or... But see, Jesus knows why they're in the house. He knows that you can go to heaven sick. But you can go to hell well. And Jesus took care of the most important things first. And He looked down at that man... Other people were looking down at him with judgment. I'm sure there was somebody that said, that was my place. That's where I was standing. I was close to Jesus and now you made me back up. Yeah. The wife was there going, who's going to sweep up this mess? The husband's like, man, I'm about to get up there and fix that roof. I don't know what they were all thinking. What they were judging. Why is he here? He can't do nothing. Lame man. You're so lame, loser. Isn't it amazing how we treat people when they're down? Isn't it amazing when we see people that are hurting if we're not careful? We'll hurt him more. But when Jesus looked down at him, he said, Son, your sins are forgiven. Wow. I'm laying here. I'm feeling so unworthy. I'm feeling lost. I, I, I'm a sinner. I don't deserve anything. And this man is telling me my sins are forgiven. It's whether it's my fault or not that I'm in this predicament. It's okay. He forgives me. Can you imagine the overwhelming joy and peace that flooded his spirit and his soul? Do you remember the day that you were born again? Do you remember the day that you came to an altar or you prayed a prayer and said, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart. And you felt the love of God wrap around you and the grace of God overshadow you. And you felt your sin and guilt lift off of you. And when the day that you had eternal life, your life changed. That man had a moment of conversion. His sin Sins were forgiven. And that right there should have been the response of the religious people. Praise the Lord. He's born again. He's a believer. He's coming to the kingdom of God. Instead, they sat back and said, Blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God? Jesus 
perceive. Jesus knew everything. He knew their thoughts, their heart. He, he, he don't just know your words. He, he knows your thoughts and the very intents of your heart. Jesus said, hey, what's easier? To say your sins are forgiven or rise, take up your bed and walk. Well, your sins be forgiven because we can't see if that really happened or not. We got to wait to see the fruits of salvation. We can't see it. You can just say it and we got to take it by faith that it happened. But now, if you did a miracle and said, take up your bed and walk, we could see that right now. So there's so many, isn't it crazy how we want to sign? We can't take stuff by faith. When we got saved, we took it by faith. You remember Thomas? I can't, I'm not going to believe he rose again. I'm not going to believe it till I see the nail prints. I'm not going to believe it till I put my finger. And Jesus came along and showed himself to Thomas and said, Thomas, blessed are you because you see and believe, but more blessed are those who don't see and believe. That's you and I. I mean, we didn't see. I haven't seen the nail prints in his hand. I haven't seen the, the scar in his side. I haven't seen the scar on his brow. But by faith, I believe it. I received him as my Lord and Savior. And the evidence is a transformed life. I receive it. I feel it. I, I, I'm in relationship. I, I walk in it. I know it's true. I haven't seen it. But I believe it. Jesus said, what's easier? I, I love this part right here. Uh, I don't want to skip it because it's important. Because when Jesus, when they let the man down, the Bible says that when he saw their faith. Whose faith? The friends. We don't know if that man had faith or not. We don't know if that man even wanted to go. His friends just showed up and said, we're taking you somewhere. And they let him down in front of Jesus. They knew what he needed. They heard. And they said, we love our friend. And we know that he needs help. We're tired of hearing bellyache. We're, we're tired of hearing him complain. Uh, we got to take him to Jesus. Because Jesus can fix him. Anybody got somebody that nobody can fix them but Jesus? Who's going to take me to Jesus? I need to get to Jesus. Yeah, I didn't know if my friends were ever going to show up. But they showed up. See, that's the point. Is that we show up. Maybe we're late. Maybe we could have caught on the first time. But see, you didn't know, did you? You was afraid to move. Well, what if I do it and I'm not supposed to? What, what if I step out and I look stupid? What, what, what if I step out and I'm the only one? We have all those thoughts that go through our head when we're in service and the Holy Spirit's moving and the Lord prompts us to do things or go, go speak to somebody or we're out in Walmart and God says, go pray for them. And, oh, Lord... I can't pray for them because what, what, what if it don't happen? Brother Philip tells us all the time, but what if it does? See? But finally, somebody moved and, and then that prompted somebody else and then somebody else. And then pretty soon, all of a sudden, I felt myself being lifted from the place I was at and into a higher place. And the Bible says that word carried. I want to read it to you. There's three th it means a lot of things, but there's three things that I picked out that I just love. The Bible says that those four men carried him and it means to raise up, to elevate or lift up. Are you the kind of friend that is elevating those around you? 
Are you lifting up your friends or putting them down? Are you raising them up? Are you lowering them? Come on. I want to be the kind of friend that lifts up. That raises up. That elevates. When people leave my my life, when they leave my presence, I want them to feel better than they felt when they got there. Amen. I felt myself being lifted from where I was at. I was elevated to a new position. I was elevated out of my situation and I got a new perspective. Sometimes you can't get a perspective from this day. All you see is the bottom. But if somebody can just lift you up, you can see over the crowd. You can see over over the situation, you can see something different. Be the kind of friend that lifts up, that elevates, that that that, that uh, brings people to a new level of faith. That they look at your life, they look at your uh, situation, they see when you're down, but you didn't let it knock you out. They see when you stumble, but you got back up again. They see when you made a mistake and said something you shouldn't have said, but you repented and you made it right. And when they see when you, you have a little tiff with your spouse, but you say you're sorry and you make it okay. They see how you treat your children. Come on, are you the kind of person that's living by example? Can people see Jesus in you? Do you know where to take people when they're in trouble? See, it's kind of hard to take people to Jesus if you've never been there yourself. Let's get to Jesus. So, they raised him up. They let him down. And then Jesus saw their faith. He said, wow. Now that's friendship. They could have took him anywhere. They could have went over his house and gave him an offering. And said, we just want to bless you. And that, that's that'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? He could, fed, he could have ate a little bit. Fed his family. But what he really needed was to get to Jesus. Thank God for friends that know what we really need and will tell us the truth. That's not what you need. What you need is to get to Jesus. But how do I get to Jesus? I, I, I can't move. I'm paralyzed. I listen, I didn't just come tell you how to get to Jesus or to tell you to get to Jesus. I came to take you to Jesus. And I got some other friends with me. And they picked him up and they carried, they let him down. Jesus saw their faith. He looked down at him, said, your sins are forgiven. They took him there for a physical, but he got a spiritual miracle. But you know what I love about Jesus? He does greater, bigger, more abundantly, more than we could ever ask or think. Amen? Jesus started with the soul, but he said, what's easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know everybody say that you may know that I may know that they may know. See, people have heard us talk about Jesus and what Jesus can do, but they've never seen him do anything. Because we talk about what He can do and how He can change, but we're still acting the same way we always did. 
They haven't seen any change. They haven't noticed any difference. They, but that they may know. These scoffers, these people standing around that don't believe. Amen. I've declared unto him salvation. He's changed from the inside. But Father, only you can see that. But that they may know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sin. Young man, take up your bed and walk. Who, me? I... I just came for a blessing. Well, I'm trying to give you one. Yeah, but, 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 but you're asking me to do something I, I can't do. How do you know you haven't tried yet? Oh, I just came to hear some good singing. Come, 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 come on, Jesus. Don't, don't, don't pray for me too hard. I, 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 lose my, I lose my government check. Come on, I'm kind of I'm kind of used to this paralyzed thing. Everybody does everything for me. If I get up, I'm gonna have to do something for myself. Oh, I'm glad I'm not looking at y'all right now while I'm preaching. Come on, we get stuck. We get used to our situation. We get but but Jesus, what am I gonna talk about if I'm healed? What am I going to complain about? All I've been doing is complaining about, I sure wish these legs would work. If, oh Lord, if I could get up, I would show you what I could do. Come on. Yeah, I would show you. Ooh, but if I get up, I've got to actually show them. I, I, I can talk a good game, but I don't know if I can actually walk it. <laughs> I don't know what all that man was thinking. I don't think he thought any of that. Because when Jesus looked down at him and said, your sins are forgiven. And he felt the rush of glory and peace. And he felt the presence of God wash through him. I'm telling you, his bones were already beginning to be strengthened. Because in salvation is salvation, deliverance and healing. Amen. When Jesus spoke life, amen, he already felt things twitching and muscles coming to life. Amen. He, he could have already got up, but he was just waiting for the word. And Jesus looked at him. And said, so that they'll all know, take up your bed and walk. And all of a sudden, that man sat up and said, how y'all doing? <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, hi, hi. I hadn't seen you in a long time. How are you? I'm sure he was like, oh, that feels good. He's like, oh, I feel strength. I think I can, I think I can. Stand. And you, you think he got up and went. Cool, dude. Oh, when Jesus does a miracle for you, you can't help but rejoice. You can't help. I tell you, he looked down. He's like, I've been stuck here forever. I've been laid in that bed forever. I've been talking about, thinking about, praying about what it would be like to get up. But today, it's a reality. Thank God somebody got me to Jesus. I guarantee you, he ran over and said, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for taking me to Jesus. Thank you for taking me. Thank you, whoever gave me. Thank you. Come on. Thank y'all for not dropping me through the roof. Thank you for not taking me halfway to Jesus and leaving me. 
Thank you that all the way there when I was griping and complaining and fussing, you didn't just leave me on the side of the road. Thank you you took me. Thank you for going the extra mile. Thank you for climbing the ladder. Thank you for having enough faith. I'm telling you, I guarantee you he was thanking them. But isn't it amazing how many times God does miracles and he uses people and we go on about our merry way and we never stop to say, thank you. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for being a part of my healing. Thank you for that encouraging word. Thank you for that text. Thank you for that Facebook. Thank you. Listen, whatever you can do. When people are a part of our healing and part of our process, and let's stop to be thankful. Jesus said, take up your bed. He's like, you know what? I don't even need this thing no more. What are we, what, what we going to do now? I think I'll just... His wife, he showed up at his house. Knocked on the door. It's what I'd have done. Because I, I, I just want my wife to open the door. Because she's been having to take care of me hand and foot. She's, she's been having to do everything. I haven't been able to do anything. When, when I left... I was being carried out. But I wanted to just open the door and see me standing at the door holding the very thing that used to destroy me. Holding the very thing that used to keep me in bondage. Amen. What I was enslaved to now, amen, I'm just carrying around because somebody took me to Jesus and now I'm whole and now I'm free and now I don't need it anymore. And now I can rejoice and I can dance and I can worship and I can praise and I can sing and now I can go to work and Now I can love my children and my wife. And now I can serve. I can do what God has called me to do. Because somebody loved me enough to take me to Jesus. Who's going to take me to Jesus? If you're in the position that you need somebody to take you to Jesus. Let us be those people. Let us be the church that prays for you. Let us be the ones... That come and pick you up. Let us be the ones that encourage you. That carry you. Amen. Into the presence of God. But. If you've been to Jesus. And you've experienced his mercy. His forgiveness. His love. And his healing. Lord's house family. Let's be the people. That take people to Jesus. Let's be the people that say, I know where you can get help. I know where you can receive forgiveness. I know where you can receive healing. Come on, but I don't want to go. You're going anyway. You're going to watch anyway. <laughs> See, you're, you're, when your children are living at home, you can make them go to church. That was my mama's rule. If you live in my house, you go to church. We never ask, are we going to church today? It's just what we did. But I understand when people are grown, you have friends, you just can't, you know, go up and force them. But I'm telling you, we can carry them in prayer. When they get too big that we can't force them anymore, we can carry them in prayer. Don't let down your corner. Can you imagine? It said four, one on each corner. What if one had decided... 
I think I'm tired of doing this job. And let go. I, I, I shouldn't. But I like watching those videos of, you know, all the uh, paramedics and the, 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 the guys sports that run out there to get the people. And they get them and they dump them and they drop them and they fall. And it's just terrible. But it's hilarious. I watched this one. They picked him up like three times and dropped him. I'd be like, just stop. You're making it worse. That's how we help people sometimes. We pick them up and flip them. We drop them on their head. And then one guy, they dropped him and then they fell on him. I mean, that's literally how we help people sometimes, isn't it? But you know what? Man, maybe we make a mistake. Maybe we do drop them. But let's pick them back up again. Let's, let's slow down. Let's take our time. Let's learn our lesson. Let's not be the one. I'll tell you this one more story and then we're going to pray. I was working for my brother. And uh, we were working on this staircase. And uh, he had to reach a ceiling way out here. But there was no way to get to it. So we had a bright idea. You know, back then we didn't. We had... Uh, we didn't have a lot of knowledge. Let me say that. We just knew we had to reach it. So we took a board and ran it out over that staircase a few feet. Then we stacked up a bunch of mud boxes. And they weigh about 50 pounds, 25 to 50 pounds. We stacked up a few. And then I sat on it. And then my brother walks out like a diving board. Walks out on it. It's probably like a 20 foot drop down there. And he goes out there. And he's working on the ceiling. Well I'm sitting there. I'm a kid. And I start daydreaming. I don't know what I was thinking about. Or what I was. But all of a sudden. I just decided I need to get up and go do something. I forgot. And I got up and started to walk off. And he started hollering. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I came to my senses and jumped back and sat back down. And I, I could have let him fall. Because my mind went elsewhere. How many times have we been there? We, we've been the life support for somebody. And for some reason or another, we just... Wandered off to do something else. And let them fall. Well. I want to be a better brother than that. (laughs) And I want to be a better friend than that. I want to be a better pastor than that. I don't want to let you down. I want to hold up my end. I want to hold you up when you're down. I want to lift you up. When you're low. I want to elevate you. When you need to see a better perspective. I want to carry you. I want to be that kind of friend. Do you want to be that kind of friend? Do you need that kind of friend? You see all of us from time to time. Are in both categories. Sometimes we need somebody to take us to Jesus. Other times. We get to take people to Jesus. Wherever you're at today. I want us to make a new declaration. A new, uh, just decree. A, a new commitment that Lord. When I need to get to Jesus. Give me friends. Send me friends. 
Lord, I don't even care if they're my enemy if they'll carry me to Jesus. Just send somebody to get me where I need to get help. And then let me be the kind of friend that when I see somebody low, I lift them up. That I elevate them. That I carry them to Jesus. So that they can receive forgiveness. And they can rise. Take up their bed. And walk. Can I get a big amen? Give Jesus a big hand clap today. Thank you for enduring my silliness today. Thank you for you guys coming and carrying me to Jesus. Let's believe God today. If you're here. If you're watching online. Do you need to come to Jesus? If you were to die today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? Is there sin in your life? Are you in right relationship with God? Are you feeling unworthy, unloved? Are you paralyzed by fear, by sin? Maybe it's a true physical sickness. Maybe it's spiritual. Today, I want to take you to Jesus. He can help you. He loves you. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is call. He loves you. He wants to have mercy. If you need Jesus today, would you pray with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that you rose again. And today, I've been brought to Jesus. I didn't know I needed you. Until I heard about you. Now I know I need forgiveness. I need mercy. I need healing. So Jesus. I receive. Your mercy today. I confess my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Today I give my life to you. I receive my healing. I receive my strength. I've been paralyzed by sin, sickness, guilt, shame. But today, I hear your words. Arise. Father, I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I'm getting up out of my pit, out of my depression, out of my sickness, out of my fear, out of my worry. I'm getting up. I'm taking my bed up. I'm walking, walking into my destiny, walking into hope, walking into life. Thank you. Thank you. You're here today and you say, Pastor, I want to be the friend that takes people to Jesus. Just declare it today. Jesus, I am. I will be that friend that sees my friends low and lifts them up. Struggling and elevates them. Weak, and I carry them 
today I declare to take my family take my spouse take my children take my friends and even lead my enemies to Jesus the answer for everything they need in Jesus name Amen come on give Jesus a hand clap God bless you. Welcome.